Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello, hello on this Monday afternoon. It's the 26th of October. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney. Good to be here with you and good to be here with you, Scotty. Always good to be here with you, Nadine. And uh, yeah, the start of a new training week, but uh, a bit of an insepid uh, no, start to the, uh, to the last, uh, the latest week. Yeah, it was hot out of the gates, I think, for the local market. It was up at as much as about six tenths of a percent, but just couldn't battle against the, uh, the weights being put on it by the banks, a couple of the big miners as well. And that's even despite a massive 16% gain for Coca-Cola Amatil. It's got a takeover offer coming from its European counterpart. Shares up by 16%. Yes, our local listed Dono share always enjoys getting a bit of a bid there from a, a takeover approach. So uh, interesting, the board is uh, backing the deal. Uh, so it looks like, you know, all things being equal, uh, there might be some progress there when it comes to M&A activity. So the day started with that company news and also... From Westback, a massive provision being uh, put on the table ahead of its full year results that come out next week. Still, though, the share price for Westpac was relatively flat. Up, um, yeah, I mean, up marginally, but you've got to call it flat. But it did outperform uh, the other banks. Yeah, maybe uh, all the bad news is priced in for uh, Australia's second largest lender. But uh, no, I think so much bad news has already been come past, particularly when it comes to Westpac with Austrac and other things. So. I'm not surprised to see that, no. We, yes, it's a huge figure, but I think a lot of investors have already gone and priced that in. It was interesting as well. We saw Adair's out today, and even though it was pretty positive as far as an update goes coming from the retailer, its share price suffered by the end of the session down by 5.5%. Nick Scali as well improved guidance, share price down by 6%. Uh, Kogan was sold off. So there's a lot of chatter out there in the wake of Temple and Webster's update that came last week as well, that, you know, maybe this whole e-commerce thematic ran, you know, it, well, the massive run is over. What do you think of that? Uh, there was a lot of extrapolation of near-term trends over a longer-term horizon when it came to some of those share prices, if, uh, if I can be blunt. Uh, so I'm not surprised to see this move. Uh, Coincidentally, it occurs on the same day that we heard that uh, Melbourne, thankfully, uh, can now you know, start to go move around more freely than Melbournians down there uh, with uh, restrictions to come off at midnight tomorrow night. But uh, it was really abrupt, that sell-off, and, uh, and quite nasty in terms of the speed and the scale of what we saw. So, yes, a lot of these companies are still up uh, year-to-date by a substantial margin. But uh, I just wonder, you know, not only what we're looking here, but some of the buy now, pay later providers today really hit the other skids as well. So those stocks that led the market recovery, maybe uh, no, a bit of rotation is now starting to happen out into other areas. Okay, we will see. Um, also, there's been um, you know, many references made to Kogan and Redbubble in particular that we've seen um, you know, director and uh, management selling, which could be adding to pressure there. Adore Beauty was the market darling last week, uh, pretty much, as far as at least attention to a listing, to an IPO. 
Uh, it did close down by 17% today. And uh, that brings me to one of the first interviews we did today that I'll, I'll mention here briefly. Uh, we'd love it if you could click on the show notes or go over to the website of the app to listen to it. This is Zibit. It debuted today less than impressive. Uh, you've got to say, listed at $1.58, shares closing at $1.04 this afternoon. We spoke with the CEO and co-founder Mark Schneider, but he was not going to be brought down from his high. He's uh, pretty pleased to be listed here in Australia and says that after some COVID headwinds that the company did face, he's looking to, to grow by 100% from here on in. Sounded pretty positive. Yeah, a lot of people in the buy now, pay later space are positive, aren't they? And uh, let's be honest, uh, the financially underserved, that's uh, who the target market is. So you could call it to other things. Uh, maybe uh, subprime would be a word that comes up. And uh, I'd argue that some of the users, uh, no, at least compared to the other uh, general population of buy now, pay later are subprime already. So it's already a pretty crowded space. Uh, I'd earmarked this, uh, this IPO from a, a way back uh, because it's an American-focused company uh, catering for Americans, and it's listing on the ASX. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, that was just a contrarian red flag. And uh, I'm not surprised to see the share price reaction today. So we will see. We'll be following that one. Uh, it is a risky area of the credit market. It says that it's got AI that will determine the risk profile of users on the platform and that it's been able to weed out and uh, cater to those. Uh, he sort of sees it as empowering those on yeah. the lower end of the credit spectrum. I've heard a lot of that from the buy now, pay later providers about you know, their stringent credit checks and the like, but I'm still, I'm still yet to be convinced. We haven't seen the sector play out through a through credit cycle. Uh, so until we actually get this stimulus wash out, then I think we'll get a real true picture as to what's going on. But uh, just one of those, uh, those warning signs that uh, you know, the space was getting extremely hot uh, and it's already very crowded. Uh, so definitely an area to go and watch because you know a lot of people out there believe this is a fad uh, which we're seeing at the moment other people are very you know uh believe it's going to be a longer lasting trend so look we'll find out in the next uh, next few months but uh, certainly some very interesting price action today yeah and um, on the buy now pay later space of course ubs putting out a note today and uh, they're flagging the likelihood of increased regulation when it comes to the likes of afterpay particularly as they move into other areas uh, you know we saw that tie up with westpac and after pay last week, sure, it's not lending. It's uh, allowing customers to have bank accounts. Yeah, it was really interesting that UBS research as well. Yeah. A lot of uh, the people who partook in this uh, survey, so I think it was a thousand odd people uh, that the investment bank surveyed, and uh, a vast majority of them said that uh, they believe it's, uh, you know, the, the buy now pay laters are a credit service provider. And a lot of them were unaware of the charters that have been placed against the retailers uh, to go and use the buy now pay later service and said that uh, no, that could be a reason to go and prevent them from using that service in the future. So a lot of uh, no, various things out there. Well, because right now Afterpay can pass along that cost to its merchants, but that could be curtailed if further regulation comes in, in which case it would be passed on to the consumers, in which case would they be inclined to use Afterpay? I'll be rushing to go and use my Diners Club or American Express card with 2% uh, no, or so you know, added on top of that because it would be a lot better deal than Diners what the Diners Club. Pilot. Well, that does speak to the demographic that you're in as opposed to I don't to have, I just, just, I just want to say users, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a Diners Club card. I just want to say that. First time Diners Club has got a mention on Ausbiz, I think. All okay, right, um, we had a chat with Amkar Joshi from Opal Capital, Nathan Bell from InvestSmart today. It was a bit of a panel discussion. Great to have, well, I'd say that Omkar is more bullish on the banks. 
Uh, Nathan is perhaps a bit more bearish. Uh, if you'd like to listen to that interview, uh, we'd love it if you did so via the show notes. Uh, let's get to the stock of the day, though, shall we, Scotty? Infotril. So it is an infrastructure investment company. It's looking to do a bit of M&A activity, buying Kuskan Group from Quadrant uh, for about $330 million. We spoke with our guest hosts, Nathan Samasandram from Deep Data Analytics and Gaurav Sodi from The Intelligent Investor about this company, Infotril, IFT is the ticker code. Let's start with hearing thoughts from Gaurav, who I do happen to know is a bit of a fan. I actually like about the business is they buy good quality assets in the first place, and that's always a good thing. But then they apply, I think, smarts and ingenuity in so the way they... they value to the Exactly. And they ultimately monetize them. They've just gone through an asset refresh where they've sold a whole bunch of assets and acquired new ones. So we're in a kind of a fresh cycle for Infratil at the moment where they've got a whole bunch of assets that are relatively new, right. and they can now apply their smarts and grow them, and they'll monetize mm. them in a few years' time. And they've done this for almost 30 years and they've achieved um, terrific results over okay. that period. Ultimately, in the two, two or three years time, I think it's worth nine or $10 okay. as CDC grows out. I still think that's the case now. Um, you just get a bit more optionality now with QSAN, right. uh, QSCAN thrown in. The, the whole diagnostic imaging sector is quite hot. Yeah. So if you look at um, IDX, <coughs> um, Capital Health, mm. um, then you look at uh, Envision, uh, T-Lex, all of these guys are having a pretty good run. The market's interested, you know, it's a global play. So that thematic plays quite well, and obviously these guys are good managers. They obviously have a very good insight into New Zealand, and the great thing about New Zealand is it's a little test bed for technology and infrastructure. So you wanna do something, it's a small scale test for you to work out whether it works or not. You know, these guys, classic in that scale, and that area, and I think, uh, you know, your track record, mm. you go with people who are doing well, yep. and they've got, they tick a lot of boxes. Nathan Samasandram from Deep Data Analytics there is finishing the thoughts on Infotril. Look, it's already in the portfolio, so there it will remain. Maybe we'll add more. Perhaps. U.S. earnings season is uh, ticking right along. Big week this way, week, but, you know, it's, it's not just earnings proved a bit of a tailwind for the market. It's just, you know, there's just the likelihood of so much volatility, Scuddy, because we all know what we're counting down to. Uh, yeah. It's, um, it's the US election. No, Don't gonna, look I was, confused. I was, I was gonna, no, I was going to say Australia's inflation report. Yeah. No, uh, look, yeah, the US election is going to go and dominate everything. Uh, I was just interviewing uh, no, uh, someone from another show on one of the uh, Commonwealth Bank, uh, earlier today and we were talking about now what it was like Kim Mundy Kim Mundy that's right and uh just the uh the, the volatility the volatility on that particular day back in 2016 I I will never forget it uh it was crazy we had US futures limit down five percent uh looked like the world was going to end and then by the end of the session it was uh all calm and Donald Trump was fantastic so if that's anything to go by uh it's going to be a very interesting day we get US new home sales release do we get the Roy Morgan consumer confidence read that's the ANZ Roy Morgan consumer confidence read at 9 30. it'll be interesting to see what comes out of Victoria of course the survey would have been taken before we learned about these restrictions that were lifted today being lifted but sentiment was improving Regardless, and we hear uh, tomorrow evening actually from the uh, Reserve Bank official Michelle Bullock. She's an assistant governor there. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but I think the, uh, the central bank is running out of a lot of options to go and wind back into this market pricing. There's been no attempt to go and do so, so it looks like it's going to be on that donkey going when 
it comes to additional easing at November. Okay, so we've got a great day lined up for you tomorrow. We kick it off with Ed Moya from Oanda. So he's from New York. So he'll get us across everything that's developed overnight, including, I guess, maybe potentially optimistically on the stimulus front. Well, stimulus? You got, you got some stimulus? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just feel like I get paid a dollar every time I say that word regardless. Um, 9.30 a.m., Tim Hargraves. He's the CEO of Shihiro Holdings. Um, price was on a tear today after its third quarter revenue increased 14% for the year. Tom Drummond from Drummond Capital Partners will be joining us. He's one of the few fund managers selling his global and local equity positions. He'll tell us why tomorrow. Hey, look, we've got uh, Naomi Simpson, founder of Big Red Group on Startup Daily, and we'll be speaking with Bernie Brooks. He is the chairman and interim CEO of Dots Nano to talk about its uh, yeah, it's latest boost in funds. Yeah, the dots of a uh, no, fan favorite. I actually thought that was, it's a really interesting technology. Yeah, no, to go and see what can be actually put on a little tiny dot to go information-wise, to go and scan packages and everything like that. But even in, in oil, even in sort of fuel, you can get dots put in it that will tell you the pedigree of the fuel. Anyways, anyways. The dots can do everything. I'm not going to sell their story. They can do it themselves. Tell us all about it. We've got to get hard questions in by 3.30 tomorrow, Scotty. What else do we need to talk about? I mean, I, I, in some ways, I feel like we're biding time this week until next week when we get the Reserve Bank, you know, when we get the U.S. election as well. Yes, it's, uh, it's that pocket at the end of the month where we have this absolute dearth of uh, no, major economic data. We'll start getting some major things starting to come through at the end of the week, but realistically, it's, uh, it's all going to be about that U.S. election and everything's going to play a secondary role. But, you know, at the start of the month, uh, RBA meeting... Uh, all those things uh, arriving basically on the same day. Uh, make sure we get our rest because it's going to be <laughs> a very, very busy week. It's going to be fascinating. I can't wait. But listen, I can't wait for tomorrow as well. We'll wrap this here today. Scotty, I'll see you then. We'll see you on Tuesday. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.